AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Fighting Cock. Today I'm joined by Felonious Filth. Sup? Uh, we've got Spooky. How you doing, mate? All right, man. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we haven't done a podcast for a while because um, just we've got to wait until there's enough to talk about. Otherwise, it's just dribble like what Extra Inch have been doing. So I, I just... <laughs> I, I just <laughs> that's not true. Wendy, by all accounts, put out an amazing podcast. Uh, speaking to a, um, a guy who understands germs and that and why returning to the Premier League uh, in June might be a bad idea. I want to talk a bit about that. But... Um, uh, how how are you boy? How have you boys been, Felonius? You 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 haven't been for a walk for a week. You've just been in your room and you lying on your bed. Yeah, mate, just been stuck in the room. Not not left the room. And what I'd done, got a bit of a bucket, put a bucket in a corner. I had a shit and a piss in that. Mrs. would slop out for me. But, yeah, went out for a walk today. It felt good. Overrated um, though. Overrated. Being that <laughs> walks are overrated. Yeah, massively. Uh, Spook, how you been? I've been all right, man. I've, I've, I think the house is done now, like re- rebuilt from the top, from the bottom up. 
just painting, decorating, garden. I just bit bored, really. Just want normal life to kick back in. But um, normal life doesn't include Liverpool winning the league, so null and void that, and I'll be happy. What What do you think about? The fact that today it seems that it's been announced that the Premier League are open to return in June. Do you, do you, in the first instance, T, do you think that's a good idea? I don't think it's a great idea, but I've become a bit ambivalent about it all because um, I think if you look at look at it down to brass tacks, I think there's going to be a lot of money missed out on if you don't finish the season. So they're going to finish the season one way or the other. I don't think it's 100% safe. I mean, we're going to touch on Danny Rose's comments, I believe, a little later on in the pod. But oh, we'll do it in a second. I think he speaks for, for a lot of people. There's no guaranteed safety there. And we all see the Premier League as everyone earning 100 grand. But there's a lot of people in the Premier League who don't earn lots. Well, they obviously earn lots compared to us. But they're not millionaires. And some of them probably do live with family. And some of those families are vulnerable, so... It's, it's a mad one. Danny Rose said the government is saying we are bringing football back because it's it, it's going to boost the nation's morale. He said, I don't give a fuck about the nation's morale. People's lives are at risk. Football shouldn't be even be spoke about coming about until the numbers have dropped. Spook, what do you make of that? Yeah, it's it, it's it, it's a business. Like any business, you want, they want to get back into making money. And I get it. And I get football the amount of people involved in football from the, the groundsmen and staff in the, in the stadium on match days to the, to the uh, you know, to the uh, players and, and everyone else. I get it. And I get that the season hasn't finished. And if you look at it logically, pragmatically, without the virus, you, you, you can understand the necessity to complete it because otherwise it's a bit of a, a blip in history because it just either they give the title to Liverpool or, they end up getting sued by clubs that get relegated off the back of um, projected points uh, based on some formula. So it's a mess, and I get it's messy, but it's the desperation to finish it. And and the fact they're talking about the morale of the country, they're also talking about the integrity of the competition. And yet, if you read the list of things they've suggested in order to make football accessible again to be played it reads like something alan partridge would would, would, would present on brass site it's just fucking ludicrous so what so uh, one of the ones i read was that the, when players go into tackles they must turn their head <laughs> it's, that's it's, amazing it's satirical it's, it doesn't feel real and because of that i, I kind of agree if i strip away the heart around liverpool it would be funny you know if you strip that away yeah you know in an ideal world get the season done somehow but have they thought about the impact on next season? And then oh, we're not going into a World Cup next year. Have I got my dates wrong? No, we are. 2021 yeah, is the Euros. Yeah. So I don't, I don't quite understand. You know, maybe I've not looked deeply into it because it does bore me to a degree. But it just feels like everything's getting pushed back. But And then again, everything is getting pushed back. So <laughs> I don't know whether we have a choice, whether everything's going to be out of sync for a while. But... You know, it's a spectator sport. If you don't have spectators there, it's a, it's a bit ridiculous. That's as, as simplified as I could go. Yeah. There was a German guy, um, and obviously they're going to be more passionate about this than us because they just feel differently about their football than most England fans in England do. But he was basically saying that, that he, was, he was a Dortmund fan and they're play, the, the Bundesliga starting this weekend. Uh, Dortmund are playing Schalke, which is about as big as you can get in, in, yeah. in Germany. Probably Dortmund-Munich because of the rivalry in terms of their abilities, but Dortmund-Schalke is the one. And um, their fans are just saying, this isn't, we don't want this back. Uh, this is about profit. This is about greed. And if the fans are not in the stadium, then you don't have football. What, as, as a slightly more cynical fan, as we all are, I think, than that, what, what do you make of that comment, T? I mean, it's valid, it's correct, but I think the horse has bolted on football having the integrity. Um, there's a lot of people in and around football who want to be paid, and that's going to be passed on in some shape or form. I mean, as I alluded, as I said earlier on, um, I think there's going to be over 700 million owed if we don't finish the season. So, to that backdrop, and probably be the same in the Bundesliga, the season will have to end, will have to be finished one way or the other. So it can be, I don't want to call it sanctimonious, because in my view, in my 
you know, life leanings is correct, but the season is going to be played out and we've just got to deal with that at the moment. It's, I think it's bollocks. I don't think it's fully safe. Um, I mean, something really, you know, menial. I'm going to the shops tomorrow to buy something and I've not been to the shops for ages. Normally, one person in the household goes and that's normally my missus. She goes, but tomorrow I'm going to go by myself and, um, and I've got the mask and everything, but I'm still a bit, you know, apprehensive. So, what, four or five weeks from now, you can have 22 guys playing football against each other. Football is a contact sport, you know, and um, I think Kane said all of our players tested negative, all of the staff tested negative, but how do we know they don't force that to make the season start? We just don't know. And also, you've got Brighton players, three of them have tested positive for COVID, so they're, although apparently they weren't in contact with the playing squad or they were doing training drills on their on their own, so it didn't impact, but that doesn't mean that when we start the season again that the that there isn't going to be transmission of the disease in uh, during the games or in the changing room and um it only well, that's, take... a, that, that's a good point so that, that's a good point you've made there i mean um well if the season starts and harry kane and virgil van dyke and sergio aguero these are the big these are names who sell the league around the world what if they get it and badly it would just carry on without them i mean i think villa had a few players who were in, who had vulnerable families, and I think the talk was, well, fuck you, we're just going to play without you. These are fringe players, so it's fine. But if the biggest names in the Premier League, well, obviously they're not going to be harming people in their extended families. But if they get corona, then then what happens then? Uh, well, you would imagine that they would there'd be a legal process from the players who contracted it because the Premier League didn't. Su- provide a safe working space did you see a... that did you see that simon jordan thing he said on um talks for was it corporate manslaughter yeah he, he mentioned the fact that if a player gets it while employed and ends up dying then or, or, or a close relative ends up dying then feasibly they could be sued for corporate manslaughter which would mean the end of the premier league uh, the, you know the it's in its current inception i'm sure it would return in some form but whoever would be in charge of making those decisions to, and that would be a large number of people I'd imagine in the Premier League and a certain chairman who pushed for it to happen, they'd probably all be culpable. I, I don't understand the law well enough to really make any conclusive or, or sensible comment, but based on what Simon Jordan said, it, it would seem that that isn't something that can happen. And, um, you know, it, Simon Jordan is a, he's a bit divisive. He's very opinionated. And because of that, it can come across as a bit cantankerous and irritating, but I think he makes a good point there. Really? Uh, you know, ultimately football is entertainment. It's the opium of the masses. It's, it's there to distract and to give, uh, entertainment and enjoyment. And, um, that's exactly it, man. It's an escapism. We can't escape to it. So what's, what's the point other than making money? And yeah, it's naive to say that based on the fact that we've already mentioned it's a business. People are are reliant on getting paid. It could set everyone back. But you know what? You know, life is full of hardships. Um, Football is football. Like it's it's never going to not exist in 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 one way or in one form. And I doubt very much with the money that clubs have got that that it's going to impact. I mean, look, we don't ever sign anyone anyway, so it's it's not going to have an impact on us. It'd be everyone else to the Tottenham. And not having any money to buy any players, but it's there's just no point in having it back uh, for those reasons. Like we we cannot guarantee um, the safety of everyone. It's almost like well, it's potluck. If you're unlucky, fair enough. And I know there's a measure of that with the soft boot, the economy, people going back to work. You know, someone's always going to get COVID, even maybe six months from now. But the numbers will be so small; it w- wouldn't really impact. Uh, the nation in the same way, but we, we we're nowhere near that stage yet. And I think people are too quick to to want to jump ahead. Uh, we just got to fucking wait. Pubs might not open until Christmas. Do you know what I mean? It's just. It... And, and the thing is, it's, it's you also got to think about the impact socially that, that football has. And you know, the most important bit of it is, is sharing it with other people. And if you can't go to the stadium to watch it, then people are going to flock around each other's houses. You've already seen. Mm. Certainly in London, and uh, less so where I am now out in Wiltshire, but but in London, from the pictures of what you lot are saying, and other people are saying it, that that many people are really not taking this seriously, and that 
the social distancing, social distancing thing is a, a bit of a myth, certainly in some areas of London. And if those same people apply the, the same logic to going around their mate's house to watch the football, like I, I would much rather go and you know watch it with my brothers and my dad than than sit on the sofa and I'm uh, on my own in the front room. But if I, I, I would do that because I don't want to contract it and I don't want to bring it back to house and make people mm. sick here and disrupt their lives in that way. So I'll make the logical decision. But I don't know how many people are taking that seriously. And if you I, I, if you add the further dichotomy of a football fan, now I'm not saying football fans are stupid. I'm just saying that they are probably less discerning than some other aspects of society. Mm. That's probably really offensive, but you can imagine the the, the people go, oh, bollocks, or just go around your house, and I've got a couple of mates, get some cans, get some gear in, start sniffing off the table, <laughs> COVID all over the table, COVID all over the pint glasses. You can't COVID even share you can't even chair weed well, anymore. I mean, you can't even share a joint, so, you know. Yeah. That'd be interesting. COVID all over their cock and cocks going up asses, and that, that, that's, that's what happens when blokes come together and watch football. It'll be a, a hotbed of, of, of COVID sex. Especially if Spurs win. <laughs> it's been mooted, actually, that it's going to be... That the Man United game will be, as reported by the Mail, uh, either Friday, June 12th or June 19th uh, as as the first game. But that that's literally... Where are we at? You know, about a month, just under a month if it's the 11th, if it's the 12th. doesn't feel like a long time. And if there's another spike, which, as we've seen in Germany, there has been a rise, um, you know... I don't know what, what 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 will happen really. I can't. It doesn't feel to me. Again, this is just complete pseudo socialism or pseudo understanding of the news or whatever. But it, it's it doesn't feel like it's over. It just feels like the government wants to believe it's over. And if that's the case, you know, then we see another spike because we we haven't employed the same restrictions as other countries. We're nowhere near as locked down as Spain, as Italy, as as even Germany. And then German numbers, all of them, numbers pile into insignificance now compared to England and Britain, the UK, because we've got the highest death rate in Europe. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, we didn't do what those countries do. And, and to bring the, the, the game back, it would potentially create problems. Like Danny Rose says, is, is it more important than, is that bringing football back more important than 10,000 vulnerable people dying? You can't, it's not, is it? You can't... All right, we well, can have football back, but these 10,000 old people are going to die. But the thing is, though, um, obviously social media is poison, but some of the responses to what Danny Rose said, they're not support. They're not supportive at all. You know, they're saying, well, you earn this much money, you're shit anyway. And... Yeah, these people are idiots, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are. But um, sometimes we look at... Social media is a place where which represents the views of the world, one way or the other, whether you agree with the views or not. And um, the show is going to go on because they're saying, "Well, people have people have to go back to work anyway. Why can't footballers go back to work?" But what product? What are the products going to be? Well, the product of the Premier League is the fans and the passion. The, the football may not be the best in the world, but it's probably the best to view for you know people who don't really watch football as such. But a lot of that is going to be gone, being behind closed doors and players being apprehensive. I mean, I guess once a whistle blows, you'll forget about all that and just play. But, but think you know. about it, see. Think about like a relegation, a must-win six-pointer. Like the, the 12th man is, is a requirement. I mean, you, 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 you players feed off the energy that uh, that comes from the stands. The, you know, we provide the fuel. You know, it's reactionary. You know, if there's a bit of spite in the game, the way that the the the, the supporters react to it, kind of gets players uh, to react in a different way on the pitch. If you're playing to an empty stadium and all, you could just hear people shouting "pass, pass" and swearing and whatever else, it's just it's like <laughs> exhibition football. It doesn't seem like a proper did, football game. Did you see uh, one of the ideas was to CGI fans into the ground, like having FIFA fans in, inside the ground for, <laughs> for TV broadcast? The oh. other one, the best one, was pumping crowd noise into the stadium. Oh, don't, don't even get me started. But the thing is, is are they going to pump in all the tuts and the booing and the fuck off, Rose, you can Are they going to put all those in as well? Because it's not, they're not going to feel at home unless they're getting a bit of abuse from some sections of Spurs sport. <laughs> I can see players rolling around on the floor laughing at stuff like that, man. It's just... It's, this is what I mean. Are these ideas, are they, are they actually genuine ideas? Do they think people are stupid? Do they think, oh, we're, we're participating in this. This sounds good. Oh, come um, on. 
we, we're going to come on to the uh, transfer news. There's about three or four stories that we thought we'd talk about. But before that, this morning I was doing a podcast about psychedelics and drugs with uh, a man called Simon Van Seals, who uh, has been listening to the podcast for years and years. A lovely man, and he's got his own podcast on that subject matter. Uh, and when we were chatting, he's a big Spurs fan, and when we were chatting, we got onto the subject of taking psychedelics at football. And I confess that apart from when I went to Ajax, when Spurs played Ajax, I'd never done it, but I'd never been in the stadium. And I would say that that it took something from the game, from me, like being high on mushrooms and watching the game. Like when when Lucas Moura scored, David Alfie Ward will tell you that while the pub was in utter bedlam, I was just standing still with my arms up in the air and I remember thinking, is this happening or <laughs> am I tripping? And like mushrooms don't take disassociate you from the world. They do to a certain degree, but not so that you don't know where you are or what you're doing. But that was so unbelievable that happened to Spurs. Like, I thought, this can't be happening. And I didn't lose it like everyone else. And I feel like mushrooms stole that from me a little bit. But there was one story by one member who's on the podcast right now who uh, you wrote it in the fanzine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you wrote it in the fanzine, didn't you? Uh, I think the first ever episode, uh, uh, sorry, fa- uh, issue, uh, about you, um, you we, we were playing Man City away. You were yeah. on a coach with other Spurs. And I, found, but... I found some leftover mushrooms in my coat, inside coat pocket. And for whatever reason, I thought it'd be a good idea to take them because I thought this won't, this won't, this, this would give me a nice buzz. It won't, it won't like, won't disconnect me from from reality completely, but um, it kind of did, and it was it was a bit more colourful than, than than your experience. I can re- remember Canute scoring, and I don't know how to describe it now. I wish I had the fans in front of me. I, I can tell you exactly but how you. But like... I'm interested in how you you describe <laughs> it now. Um, it was like it was almost like a kaleidoscope. But the moment Canute struck the ball, he's it, like he free he freeze framed. And like a rectangle was cut out in my vision and it kind of superimposed continually until Canute was right in front of me. <laughs> and it was always, it was just, it was just, again, it's like, have I shut my eyes and am I dreaming this? Or is, is this, have we kind of scored? And I kind of knew we scored because like you said, with mushrooms, you can come in and out of reality. Uh, you can sober up really quickly for, for a few moments and then Go back tune back it. out again. But I would not advise it, mainly because it should be something that's introspective. Maybe mates in the garden is, is, is or walk, going for a walk in the forest like you, you've done a few times, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, that's nice. When you're surrounded by, <laughs> you know, bald men uh, swearing. Um, the, I think the home supporters, I mean, you can see their faces throwing abuse your way ain't great but in that moment it was it was beautiful i have to admit maybe i just got lucky with it but it just changed uh i had to go home and rewatch it actually to work out whether canute scored the way i thought he'd scored because <laughs> yeah. i fly flying through flying through the, the penalty area striking the ball but yeah, never do it in a public place. It was a bit scary on the way out as well i can't remember if it was at christmas this game because i could i can remember I do remember Christmas songs and, and getting a buzz out of that as well. And like it started snowing inside the stadium on the way back out. But I, I might have just made that up. My mind's fucked because of uh, uh, psychedelic drugs. So don't do drugs, people. They're not good for you. Certainly not inside a football stadium anyway. No. All right. We've got some transfer news that uh, we're going to chat about. And then we've got a few very good questions here, uh, from the... Um... From Twitter? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. From Twitter. Um, okay, so the first one is uh, Tottenham are interested in signing Real Betis midfielder William Carvalho. And uh, it's uh, Jose Mourinho wants to sign the tall midfielder and is a fan of the 28-year-old. Betis hope to sell him in order to raise much-needed transfer funds and lower their wage bill. Obviously, we've got a relationship with Betis. Um, I'm not sure if they like Daniel Levy. I'm sure they hate his guts. But we did sign uh, the, probably the best midfielder in the world in Gio, Giovanni Lo Celso. Yeah. Um, I do worry about this though, T. Right, because I really hope that Jose Mourinho's scouting uh, limits or, or, or his brackets that he set around the players that he kind of player he wants isn't just tall. 
<laughs> that is a concern. I mean, this guy is high, this guy is fairly highly rated, but I think West Ham had all but signed him, and they went pear shaped for some one reason or another. But we do need bodies in defensive midfield, and um, I'm the expert on Carvalho. But I know he was once highly sought after. I mean, it's been years since he's been at that level, but it's a player is in a in a position that we need more defensive box to box midfielder. So. That sounds good, but yeah, this sound like this sound like a Mourinho sound, and there's a big body in the middle. Oh, can I shock you guys? Go on. I've only just realised that he's black. I, <laughs> we've been we've been linked to him before. I, I assumed <laughs> he was just he was like. I, I, honestly, I, in my head, it was like Paolo Ferreira, but in in midfield. <laughs> I didn't think that uh, it a was big a big massive black dude with yeah, a really great tash. Yeah, he has black, got a great tash. You see from Magnum. <laughs> now having a look at his face and Tash, I hundred percent want to sign him now. He is handsome. He's scored. For, he, he's he's played nearly sixty games for Portugal. Like if he if he's if he's no good, um, then you know we wouldn't. Uh, I mean, look. The thing is with Jose, right? Is he needs he needs that unit in midfield. He loves it. Like you think Matic, you think <coughs> Eric Dyer, Fellaini. Sorry. Imagine if I died on the podcast, you'd have to find a way of releasing it. You'd contact Ollie. She would have been destitute, obviously, because the love of her life has just died while recording a podcast. <coughs> but you'd need to numbers. get numbers, man. The you need to get to send it because for numbers. Yeah, and so yeah, you said, like, yeah. imagine what the phone call would be like. Be like um, Ollie, I'm, I'm really sorry for your loss. You know, we've all, we all loved Flav dearly. In fact, um, my name's Felonius, and I really thought of him like a brother and my best friend. And, um, and uh, I, I know he's dead, and I know you're really sad. But can you work out how to get the files off his computer and <coughs> send them to me? Because the numbers on this will be superb. <laughs> this is what I would have wanted. This is what you. I definitely would have would have wanted that. One of the two things: delete, uh, <coughs> delete the search history, <coughs> and then send the files. Sensible. Yeah. And stop That's smoking. Cool. Uh. Yes. All right. Okay. I'll find that. That'll be it. Right. That'll that'll stop me from smoking. Cheers, T. Uh, uh, spook. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, you, any other comments on William Car- Carvalho? Would he? Would he give us? I, I mean, I, I can't say I've seen him play much. The shopping is it's pretty much bargain <coughs> basement stuff. I think they said we're going to have to sell to buy. We're not going to have any big signings. There'll be mainly loans, and I think he kind of fits in with that. But I've not watched him extensively, but I have seen his name bandied about for a number of years. And um, I think there was that email that West Ham sent that went on social media that um, from Carvalho's agent. So he has a bit of history, but I don't think he'd revolutionise the Spurs midfield, but he'd be he'd be needed in that position. <coughs> he's big and he's got a moustache. What else do you want? Yeah. But so- I heard um, I've also heard a link to. Um, Milenkovic Savic, who um, Bardi loves, and he was highly rated a few years ago. That would be a nice signing. Yeah, he he's the one. He's, is he AC now? Or... I don't know. I thought he was at Lazio still. I oh, maybe Lazio. Him. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Yeah, I, um, I saw him in the World Cup. He didn't have a, an incredible World Cup, but you could see no. there was absolute class there. Um, I don't know what would happen to sort of Deli Ali. I mean, it would be like if you if you signed Milenko Milenko Savic, you'd be getting twice the player that Deli Ali is. He doesn't, doesn't put a heart on the pitch though, so they wouldn't be in conflict. You'd be getting twice the player. <laughs> the man's been, man's had his house robbed, man. Have some bloody mercy on him. Uh, that's true. That's, that's that, very that sad. That's very sad that was. Um, I mean, it's like, you need, like, you're, if you're a footballer, you need machine gun turrets and snipers on your house. It's like, it's that, you're like a, you're like a, a, a an alarm bell for 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 or, or a lighthouse for for robbers because they know how much cartel goes. cartel security in it. Yeah, um, have to have like two people with, with machine guns at the front door. And, and uh, the thing is, five or six in size. With something like that, you, it's regardless of your status or what you do, or that is massively upsetting. Like for someone to yeah, come psychologically. Oh, mate, it would be terrifying. You know what I mean? Like it, you. I, I, I hate the idea of being robbed in terms of my house, like someone rifling through my shit and, and disturbing the the sort of tranquil environment that we've, I've created in in 
in where I live and being happy here. But for, for someone to rifle through it would disturb that somewhat. But for them to come into your house at knife point, you, you're not sure you'd ever feel real, really safe again because what that would do to you emotionally would be so substantial. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I mean, he went to training um, yesterday, I think the morning after it happened. So other than facial injuries, it wasn't anything bad. But um, you would hope he's getting the help that he needs and that he has, I mean, maybe not, maybe not seeing a shrink as such, but hopefully he's got all the help that he that's available to him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hugo Lloris has bought a dog, a 15 grand dog. Is that right? Military dog as well. Was this on the back well, of Deli Ali's getting robbed or just, uh, just a coincidence? Well, probably a coincidence. I, mean, I don't think he'd be able to spend that much on a dog in that short period of time. Apparently they're military dogs, so they're ex-military, ex-military dogs. So I guess from that point of view, they're highly sought after. The starting price is 10 grand. Imagine, imagine he comes home one day and someone's nicked it. Well, that'd be funny. No, just me. <laughs> well, they poison these dogs as well in some places. So There's what? Some, in some places, they poison dogs. I mean, obviously a military dog wouldn't take the bait, but surely just get a security firm, get some ex-prisoners in there. Get Look, some ex- get some, sorry? No, I was going to say, like, you, you're, you're right. Like, in, just in terms of footballers having to have that extra security, well, if someone is rummaging through Flav's property... Like he might get lucky and find some drugs, but generally speaking, he's not going to find like a forty, fifty thousand pound watch. Yeah. So these people will always hit the jackpot when they when and, and who else are they going to be robbing? They're going to be robbing me, you, any anyone on this call. They're going to rob people where they know they have got valuables inside that cost uh, uh, quite a bit of money. Um, so they're always going to strike lucky. So it 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 must be they that. It must always be on their mind in terms of, you know, someone could be following me, someone might be thinking of hitting my house when I'm on holiday, all this kind of shit. Um, and there's a social media bit as well. I mean, they post their houses on social media yeah, and there's look, people see that. And What are you yeah. saying? Deli Ali deserves it to you or what? Oh, no. It sounded like he that. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> I did. He got robbed in Dubai, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not a fan yeah. though of 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 of, of, of uh, the kind of tone of well he shouldn't be wearing this and doing this and doing that. I mean fucking hell, everybody posts on Instagram just because you're rich doesn't mean you 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 shouldn't. Just because you're successful doesn't mean you can't flex a little bit. Yeah, you know I mean otherwise, like what we're we doing, we're, we're we're living our lives. You know, and I know it's all egotistical and it's vanity and whatever else, but it's what we all fucking do now. It's just the norm. It, I mean, it sounds like T saying that. <clears throat> Pretty girls shouldn't wear short skirts. They shouldn't. I'll <laughs> fight <laughs> any girls who's going to have a problem with that. But no, seriously though, um, just aside, in, in American sport, um, a lot of these big dudes, a lot of these bigger names have um, their own security detail, and that's probably where we're going to go in in football because football footballers are high-profile people, and people want what they have, and I mean, I think this will spark a trend of people doing what Hugo did or having their own security guards in there. And I guess, you know, if you're out there and you're an entrepreneur or you want to invest, I'd, secu- I'd, I'd probably invest in security firms because that's probably where we're going now. Okay. Um, uh, I want to get to the questions, but before we do, quick uh, mention for Harry Kane, uh, who today has, I'm sure you all know the news, but has sponsored or bought the sponsorship rights for Leighton Orient's top and given the space to free charities, one of which is definitely Mind. I can't remember what the others are, but pretty good well, ones. Yeah. Um, they're not paying us, so I'm not going to say the name. But the uh, the that was a joke, you pricks. You've got to laugh, otherwise I look like a, like a cock. LOL. Right, good. Yeah, uh, but what I mean, like he's the best striker that, that the the game has ever seen. Uh, he's the, 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 the biggest legend spot Tottenham could ever ask for, but he's now the nicest man on the planet as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a lovely gesture, isn't it? And it's nice that, you know, he, people might be cynical and say, well, you know, he's got the money to do that. Well, fucking hell, of course he's got the money, but he doesn't... What other footballers done that? I mean, there's probably examples here and there, but um, it's such a lovely gesture. <laughs> the, the, difference, the difference, Spook, is that the other the footballers don't talk about it. Harry Kane does. 
fuck off, right? <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's always a way to be cynical about this shit. But, yeah, it, it's, it's a nice gesture because some of these clubs are in a bit of trouble. Um, and it, I guess, if anything, it just showcases the uh, gulf in difference between, you know, the top league in the country and... and what, one player, what one player can do for a club. Yeah, and well, it, it they, kind um... of... You think? They spoke to the Premier League and said there's no conflict of interest, by the way. So that's Still, good. To see. That's, yeah, that is that is nice. I mean, you just want, wonder whether the Premier League should be. And again, I'm, this is I'm just drunk talking now. How much money really does drip down to? I know it goes down to grassroots, but it should be a family. Everyone should look after each other, really. But what the fuck am I talking about? It's a business. Spook, They're not you, gonna. Are you drunk? Uh, just a little bit, mate. I've been drinking since three o'clock. What, have, Do you know what I mean? I've, what have you been drinking? Just rum, man. Just a bit of rum. Have you well, shot No, mate. I'm always going to mix with a bit of ice, a bit of lime, a little bit of coke. Do you know you, cocaine? Is that what you say? <laughs> Coca-Cola. And uh, have, have you hit your missus today? Uh, twice. Yeah, because I'm saying a, a bloke who starts drinking spirits at three three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, he's definitely a man who's who's partial to a, a clump of his misses. Spooky yeah, yeah. is the alpha that we've missed on this podcast. We need him. The thing is, she's clumped me three times, so she's winning. <laughs> I love the fact that Spooky... You're a gold down, son. I, I love the fact that Spooky and his missus, just, it's really normal for them to just clump each other. <laughs> I get a few hands every day. They drink... <laughs> They drink early and they, they clump each other on a daily basis. It's not funny. Domestic <laughs> violence isn't a, a, a thing to make light of. No, um, it was homophobia. I apologise. Homophobia isn't no uh, Islamophobia. No, uh, transphobia. Transphobia. No, um, racism. No, no. Uh, xenophobia. No. Uh, anything else we can't laugh at? It's not funny. The thing oh. is, all of these things can be funny in their own way, as long as it's given and received in 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 the correct in, in the correct manner. Like I, I've got time for Roy Chubby Brown. I've got one of his. I've got one of his videos at home. <laughs> what have you two? Why? Oh my God! Why? <laughs> I think um, I used to work for a company called Technicolor, and they distribute videos and DVDs. I don't know if they're still about. And every Christmas we get like a bloody pack, right, of like DVDs and videos and shit. And that was one of them. And Jethro. Jethro, Jesus. Alex, mate, actually, legend in the West Country. Jethro, yeah, massive. Um, for real, right? I don't think that people in the West Country, in terms of the old folk who who live around here are so separated from London life, and there are so many people out, out out where I live that don't haven't been to London that often, and the massive difference in culture compared to where I am in Wiltshire and, and any rural area really, and the inner city is gargantuan. I'm not. I didn't understand how big it was until I'd moved out here, and it's just a completely different way of life and a different perception, and it's no surprise that that. It's predominantly in in the in the what do you call it the green band is it something like the green belt something whatever it is um, that that they vote Tory here because they just have different problems they have different concerns and they definitely you know poverty and and um, the inner city issues and, and and the problems that resolve from poverty it just isn't in their world and I and go so deep on this but I won't. <laughs> um, not to go, not not to go against what you've said, but no, go on, go on, just just make one point. They're honest about who they vote for. Yeah, in the sense that, um, in my life, I'm fairly privileged. I can work from home. I don't have to go into it. I don't have to go on public transport. And to vote for my benefit would be voting Tory. Really, maybe yeah. I'm voting Labour out of some um, priv- out of some rich privilege guilt. I don't fucking know. No, you're not, T, because I know you and I know how you feel. And as a as a rule, black people are not allowed to vote Tory. It's just against some do though. Some yeah, they do. do, but they don't talk about it. And the ones that talk about it, are pricks. Well, it's getting more and more a thing now. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm only mucking about. Anyway, enough of that. Let's uh, let's go to the questions because actually, one, one more. Juan uh, Foyf has uh, has been he's been spread around Europe, every club, like some cheap like margarine. Like margarine or, yeah, like margarine. And uh, uh, one of these clubs, apparently FC Barcelona, which you could see, like you could see he's a ball-playing centre-back. He's not yeah. archetypal. He's like, 
it's a similar build to Mascarano, but nowhere near as good. Um, but they, they, I could see him they, them training him into a very good centre back for their style of play. You'd think so. But under Mourinho, you can't ever see him getting an opportunity. And he, he I mean, he's he's worthy of a starting place in the lower. Actually, just in a team that suits him. He's such a he's such a like a, a um, what do you say? He's he's rolling a team is unique to him. You can't just stick him in at centre back against Burnley, for example. Yeah. So, but I think he's got a lot of heart, though. He's not. I mean, obviously, you look at the lack of size, but he's not. You know, I mean, he's not someone who's going to back down from any challenge that's thrown at him. I just think it's unfortunate that he's not going to get a run of games to see what he can do. I don't think he's going to get three or four starts unless there's some massive injuries to to our central defenders, and he's not an archetypal Mourinho defender either. No, definitely not. Um... I mean, he's not. He's he, like, like I'm saying, he's rolling a team would completely depend on the system of that team and that manager. So, I kind of feel like he's unless he he suddenly begins to excel and become much better than we think his top level is, he's always going to be at the whim of the current coach he's playing under. And under Pochettino, you can see him getting game time, but under Mourinho, I don't think he's featured at all. I'm not sure. Not much. I, I think, think Mourinho Christmas period. Sorry, T. No, I was just going to say, I, I think Mourinho is willing to sacrifice these type of players in the short term uh, oh. just so that he can win, a, win something uh, so that his CV still, you know, is representative of his uh, consistency over his career. Um, and that will make some people happy because then they can say, oh, we won something. And I'll be like, yeah, but do you identify with that team? And they'd be like, well, it doesn't matter because trophies mean everything. And I'll be like, oh, fuck you, you prick. And then I'll log off. Yeah. <laughs> I like this whole conversation is in Spooky's head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this lockdown has broken me. Oh, right, let's go to the question because there are some good ones. And I think what oh, I did is lit a fire under, uh, under, under Twitter's ass because I just said, I'm recording in half hour. I forgot to ask for questions. Anything you want to discuss, let's have it right now. And the reaction has been uh, fantastic. Anyway, Big John Bass says, how did you score that scorpion kick? Now, fluke. That was a fluke, wasn't it? I have a fucking word. Did you not? Anyway, look, so people know, me and John Bass have been playing uh, FIFA co-op seasons during this isolation period. We started out in Division 5. There's only In FIFA, there's only five divisions when you play co-op seasons. And we're representing Tottenham in, the, uh, in, in, in FIFA. Me and John Bass are playing together. There's five divisions. Our first season... We quit the game because we was losing one. We was losing seven one, and that was in Division Five. We've come on so far that on Saturday, or, or last Wednesday, we qualified for Division One with Tottenham, and we're playing like France, PSG, Dortmund, United, Real Madrid, any of the best teams in the world. Tottenham are ranked somehow with them in this game, and we've got to Division One now. On our route to Division One, I scored a scorpion kick with Harry Kane. That went in off the post. <laughs> so if you want to see more of that glory, and on Saturday we 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 we, we launch our first campaign in Division One, of which we need twenty three points to stay up. Right, so difficult. But if you want to join us, please do. It's twitch.tv forward slash Love the Shirt. If you understand Twitch or know what it is, please join us. Uh, we're also aiming to become a partner with Twitch, it means we get loads of money, well not loads of money, we get some money for doing it, uh, but we need 75 average viewers, and we're at 73.6 currently, so if you have Twitch, and you use it, then go twitch.tv forward slash, love the shirt, follow us, and then you'll get a pop notification on your phone, or your computer, when we go live, alright, uh, another question, it wasn't a fluke by the way, it, it completely was, I just held L2, pressed the button, it just happened, but there's been some well funny moments in it. It's well worth it. It's not just it us funny. silently playing FIFA. We have, we have a laugh as well. Uh, Rebecca Coyes, she says, which Spurs player do you think you could have in a one-on-one fight? Spook? Realistically, yes. could you have any of them? Probably not. I think, I think my cardio would uh, I'd, I'd be, be like Khabib versus Conor McGregor. I'll throw a few punches... And then I'll be I'll be uh, grappled onto the floor and, and and then smashed in. So yeah, uh, yeah. Realistically, none of us could have any of them. They're like the fitness. I'm I'm the youngest here by some margin. I'm mean, I'm the youngest here by about ten years, and I'm 38. 
So steady. <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of us could stand up to any of these young pups. But what do you think, T? Do you reckon you could have? Could you have you got a puncher's chance against any of them? Voith. We got rid of Carl Walker Peter constantly him, but Voith. Yeah, if you honestly, any man on this planet who can't have Voith, I, I genuinely think Juan Voith might be the weakest man on earth. We'll have to get the first hit in, though. Otherwise, it's, it's curtains. Obviously, a lot fitter than me. But if I if I catch him first, then yeah. Sounds like sounds like we can just cuddle him to death from the light from. That's about to put my weight on him. Yeah, sit on his head. Did you I watch? Know, that's something different. Did you watch um, SAS Who Dares Win Celebrity Edition? No, definitely you... not. Mate, it's it's. I think the SAS Who Dares Wins is my favourite TV program. It's better than The Wire. Better than Sopranos. <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. John Fashionew was on it, and it's he is the oddest man on earth. That geezer, he, he, he strangles the geezer out of rudimental, like, <laughs> threatens to kill him. It's amazing TV. Um, Squid Lemon, he says, five hundred k in your bank right now, but you have to take cold baths and showers for the rest of your life. Discuss. I'll uh, do that all day, no problem. How much? Yeah, I'll do that. Half a mil. Half a mil or what? Oh, cold, cold showers and cold baths for the rest of your life. You get used to it. Yeah, I'd firm that. It's meant to be good for you. Yeah, it's meant to be really not good very, for you. Yeah, not enjoyable, but yeah, yeah. But I, half a million is a bit cheap. Yeah, I, when I was a kid, I, 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 um, I used to go to a caravan with my stepdad and my mum and my little brother Alex, and there was no running water in this caravan. Uh, and so our weekly bath, well, weekly bath, what was talking about, daily bath shower wash when we went there was the first thing in the morning when we got up we had to run out to a corner of this rather large field that we had and my stepdad would fill up a bucket of cold water and then just throw it over us and then we that that's how we'd get washed for the day it was fucked. jesus christ it was it, i mean bordering on abuse but um it, to be honest the minute you calm down. You feel such invigoration; it's unbelievable. Like I can't. The feeling after you, after you, you know, the cold's off you, and you start to get warm. You just feel alert and ready to go. So, what I want everybody listening to this tomorrow: go out to your garden, your driveway, your front porch, your whatever you got, patio, big bucket of cold water over you, butt naked to the world. It's fine. We were all born that way. We'll go out that way. Just bucket of water, cold water over you, and uh, and just scream, Flav said I should do this. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Raleigh Goslin, he says, uh, the FA decide that final results for the season will be decided in an MMA-style fights. Which Spurs first-team player are we sending? You know about uh, MMA more than the rest of us, Spook. Who, who do you think would be best placed to, to grapple, to strike? Who would have the best stamina? Shit out of our lot right now. No, the the other team, Arsenal. About Arsenal, but yes, about Spurs. Yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of someone, uh, uh, someone who would fight dirty. We well, what's what's dirty. a good attribute for an MMA fighter apart from knowing jujitsu and boxing and whatnot? Intelligence, but, man. You just need to know. You just need to. You need to be composed. Not not lead with your heart because you're going to get knocked out. And you just need to uh, you just need to be tactical. And you need even to... though it's a violent, violent sport. It's not just about just. I mean, heavyweights, big guys will go in there and throw punches because that's all they fucking know how to do. But, but you just need smart. So we need someone who's got the physicality, but he's also has, has got a bit up in his brain because without that, he's he's going to get done. You also need someone with the minerals. Like you can't just throw winks in there. Maybe he's not ready for it. He's not willing to get into a fight. You need someone. With no, the no, min- no. He would die. Yeah, you need someone with the minerals and willingness to be in the octagon and like to see him punk. It'd be like our oh, CM Punk if we sent Winks in, unfortunately. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, the only one I can think who would be ready to get in the ring and not give a fuck would be Eric Dyer. Yeah, I'll put a bit of money behind him, definitely. Did you see the uh, picture of the, um, the, the someone who created a, a, a meme with uh, him climbing up the stairs and it just said Eric Dyer looking for <laughs> looking for burglars? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all that. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, think, I'll go Eric there. I think oh yeah, or Bergbine might be a good shot. I think a low centre of gravity and strong legs go a long way in MMA because a lot of the pushing and stuff does come from the lower half of the body. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, let's... Dropping knowledge. Uh, which, uh, this is Hayden Gribble says, which Spurs player from history would you like to be in lockdown with? From history? Whoa. Shit. I mean, I, I'd, I'd probably pick someone from the current squad. Deli Alley, because he knows loads of fit birds. But I would say Carl <laughs> Walker, actually. Yeah, he's going to <laughs> on that party shit, man. Yeah, and that's what I'd need. Uh, yeah, so, so if I've been locked down with Eric, uh, Carl Walker, he's just sort of sitting there. It's ten a.m. He's just sitting in his shorts, like short shorts. He's uh, got his hand down and his shorts, and uh, he just looks looks across at me. I'm um, I'm on the other opposite sofa in the room, and he uh, he looks across and he goes, "Get some brasses in," and I'll be like, "Do you think we should?" Because like COVID and that, and he go, "It's boring, though, isn't it?" All right. He is boring. I went, all right, can I, have a, can I have a Chinese one? And she was like... Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a Chinese one. That's not. That's fine, lads. It is. I think you've actually... That's actually a very good shout, Carl Walker. I don't know if I can really top that. I mean, <laughs> I feel that... Um, if I had someone like Stefan Dahl, mate, he'd end up trying to fight me. And um, I feel that someone like Kevin Prince Boateng is a bit churchy. And he started reading Bible verses to me first thing in the morning, and I don't really want that. So I think Walker's a good shell. Okay. Spirit Sherwood says, uh, will Mourinho win a trophy with us? T, what do you think? No, he is Doug Collins. If What's you it? watch The Last Dance, you know who Doug Collins is. If not, then you don't know who he is, and you don't get what I've said. Yeah, don't say it, because I'm, 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 I'm about six episodes in, and I've never heard of Doug Collins. You have heard of Doug Collins, because he was a coach who made way for the one who... Did it all. Oh, the yeah, coach... Spoilers, mate. Spoilers. Sorry? To, 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 to be honest, um, you can't really spoil it because it's, it's... No, I know it's... He died in a helicopter crash, Spooky. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's one up from my Chinese one joke. Well, I said it and I meant it. <laughs> I said it, I meant it. Uh, so, uh, I mean, Spook, do you, do you think Mourinho will win a trophy at Tottenham? Will we be the only top-flight club that he's no, managed? No, I, I think he fluked something. I'm not, I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about a um, Community Shield. That doesn't count. I mean, he seems to think we're going to we're going to challenge for the title like next season, whenever that happens. But I think he's dreaming. I think at the minute he's trying to be on brand. He's reinvented himself. He hasn't shown much. Of anything, to be to be honest, he didn't show much of anything at Man United. Um, I think he's, he is done, but it would just be textbook Tottenham that we failed to win something with the best team we've since we've had since the nineteen eighties, and we win something with turgid football under Mourinho. Um, I think that's classic Tottenham. So yeah, I, I reckon we will end up winning something. Okay, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like it's definitely like it's definitely Tottenham if he doesn't. Like it's definitely. If, if if Mourinho doesn't win a trophy with us, given the fact that he's done it with everyone else, then there is we have we are cursed and we'll never win anything, and uh, and, and and then we can just put it to bed. We, we'll put to bed the idea that we're ever going to win anything, and we'll just get on with in enjoying our our football club and and and, and realize that, that winning means nothing because you have to, otherwise, you know, we're going to be unhappy forever. You know, a serial winner to come to Tottenham and not do it would be Spursy as fuck. Yeah, for the for the memes, I get it, but he's not really a serial winner any anymore. Is what do you mean? He? The last club he went to, he won three trophies. Yeah. No, no, there's no yeah. He's won a, a, multiple trophies at every club he's been to. If he comes to Tottenham and doesn't do it, that Spurs. At the point he, he he won all those trophies at United, and yet what was his legacy at United? I don't care he's if he. I don't care if he completely explodes as long as we win an <laughs> FA Cup. I don't care about well, his legacy. Just give us a cup. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm you just are. saying that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm saying, mate. I'm fucking <laughs> the drinks talking. I love it. Uh, Tezbot says, "Should I cheat on my girlfriend?" Yeah, go for it. If you're asking, then you obviously want to. I think they want some self-reflection here to speak, not just yeah, go on. Would it why, be... why? Why does he want to cheat? Um, I. Uh, well, he's obviously thinking about it. 
This is Nicholas Nerwin, if your missus is listening. <laughs> um, yeah. Dad named him. Nicholas Nerwin. That's uh, Nicholas spelt in the conventional sense and then N-E-R-W-I-N. Fuck! It's not him! <laughs> it's not him. <laughs> Sorry, Nicholas. It wasn't you. If your missus is listening, it, it wasn't Nicholas Nerwin. You said that. It was Tezbot. And he's got a picture of his missus in the picture as well, as Tezbot. And, uh, yeah, uh, should you cheat on the girlfriend? Um, look, if you're in a happy relationship, uh, do you know what? Under no circumstances should you ever. You shouldn't. Because even if you're unhappy, uh, the right it's thing to do... It's really. What, to, to cheat and have no feeling about it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone on this podcast would consider that. Uh, I think most of us are, are in quite wholesome and happy relationships if you're not then it's your duty and your responsibility to get out of that in a way that you cause as least damage as possible and cheating is uh something that causes huge amounts of damage and trust issues and to do that would be um it would be detrimental to your mental health but more importantly to your partners whether you like or not and so for that reason i'd say do not cheat on your missus there you go Good question, though. I hope you don't, because uh, you're both very happy in the picture. Uh, Zane Pilkins, we're going to run through the rest of them, uh, and then we'll we'll stop. Zane uh, Pliskin says, trapped on a desert island with any Spurs player, who would you pick? One word answers. Uh, Harry Kane, because no doubt he'll get me off the island and back back home. It's from sheer determination. Yeah, he he would swim with you on on, on his back. Yeah, exactly. Hero. Spook. I mean, uh, T. 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 Kirikesh. He would, if you got on his back, he would drown. He's like, you, you know, your dad, your dad would put you on his back in, in a swimming pool when you're, when you're, um, you're or on holiday. And, and, and he's like a submarine and, and you ride on the back of him. And then at 15, 16, doesn't work anymore because you drown him. That that would be like Kirikesh. <laughs> but he's ready to die. Is he? I think that's a valuable asset when you're on a desert island. I mean, you will die. So I suppose if you're willing to, it's less traumatic when it happens. Yeah. (laughs) Joseph Regan Page says, uh, T, what Bundesliga team is everyone adopting for the coronavirus? T, you go. No. Nor me. I won't watch it. I don't care about it. It, I don't. It's not my league. It's nothing to do with me. I'm not interested in it. Uh, I get it. I did a tweet, um, a bit of self-promotion here, that um, the amount of pain I get through supporting Spurs, well, I wouldn't want to voluntarily do that again of another team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's some people who are adopting a... Uh, like someone uh, chose co- uh, Cologne. Okay. Uh, which, which like, what, what are you doing? Like, but pick Dortmund. Pick Bayern Munich. Give yourself something. Um. But the reality is, if you if you if you're you're genuinely becoming invested in the Bundesliga because there's no football here, then you're a nonce. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Truth. Spook. So who's who are you picking? I, I would have to say no as well. I've not even. I someone actually asked that question about who are you picking this weekend, and I was I, that's all they caught. Like I was meant to know what he's talking about. I was like, what what are you talking about? And he said, oh, German football started. I said, oh, okay. No, you're all right, mate. Spook, can you hold your phone to your mouth? I am, mate. All right, just cut out a little bit. Sorry. That's all right? Sorry. Uh, Another question, Uh, and it's quite a big one. Hannah Lee, it says, uh, just like how Lille players are being linked to Tottenham because of our coaches, what are your thoughts if our players uh, got linked to whatever club Poch ends up playing at next season, sorry, managing that next, and actually leaves our club to join, join his so imagine he joined Newcastle with loads of money and he just picked up Deli Alley. Um oh, be seeding, mate. Le Celso. It would be tough. Like imagine you're Lille right now. You're you're hating Tottenham. Yeah. I mean, I think because Newcastle are in the same league, it would be even more difficult. I mean, Lille are I don't know a lot about their history, but they seem to be a club that, you know, kind of get talent in cheap. Sell it high. Um, Pepe and Hazard are two examples of that. So, 
maybe they're used to it. But if, if Potts joins another Premier League club and they end up peeling us full of our assets, then no, I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, it would suck. I, I think the, the process of accepting that Pochettino will manage another football club eventually is going to be tough for us. Hopefully it's not in England. Um, but we have to accept that, like, if your dad leaves the family, he is going to end up meeting another woman at some stage. Uh, and you have to accept that situation. And, and we're going to have to do that when Pochettino joins another football club. I just hope it's not in the UK. I, I really I really wouldn't like it. And it'll be embarrassing for Jose Mourinho when Pochettino comes back to White Hart Lane. And uh, we boo Jose Mourinho when he comes in because he's not Pochettino. Could you imagine that? Boo! We want dad back! <laughs> Give us dad! <laughs> Give us dad! <laughs> we want dad! <laughs> uh, um, one final question to end. Um, I've got to whisper this because kids are in your room Jody Fowler says is arse to mouth a turn on or a turn off Spook off it should remain in porn it, what you're saying it re- should once it's in her bum it should remain in her bum not out of the bum into the mouth that's mad yeah exactly if it's in the bum anytime it stays in there for the duration of sexual intercourse yes, you don't just right. start pulling it out or whacking it in her mouth that's fucking no. No, like, not only is it a bit grim she it could be exposed to various bacterial diseases <laughs> I'm about to eat pizza man thank you for this uh, question I think this is her flavor a bit differently is that a, having a bit of a rant here I'm not. I'm not having a rant. I'm just just thinking logically about it. Like I don't know what men. Are... Sex ain't logical, mate. No, no. I appreciate that. You I've don't done... care about it. Like, when you're in the throes of passion, you just I can go for go for it, didn't you? Just slap the shit out of her. You slap the shit <laughs> out of her. <laughs> you go with it, innit? Go. She hits me in the jaw. Go with it, man. But you just you just slap, do a backhand, and just hope she likes it. Well, yeah, if she doesn't, then you just, just, just carry out nothing happened. No, if she doesn't like it. Character. Don't leave character. If she if doesn't like it, you do a forehand. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell. Just don't stop. <laughs> uh, all of this is jokes, obviously. Don't, Banter, don't comedy. Hit, do not ever hit a woman during sex unless she just says, Fucking hit me! And then, then, then you're all right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this 80% is... 80% off. 80% of she says that. It's got to be 80%. It can't be 100 <laughs> otherwise you're scum <laughs> alright on that note the fighting cock is done I hope everyone enjoyed this uh, Covid edition another one of the fighting cock I'm, I'm still doing the, the I'm still whispering into the mic uh, yeah I hope everyone enjoyed the, the, the fighting cock podcast I want to thank Spooky for, Cheers, uh, for for taking time out with your family to uh, to talk to me and T and the rest of our lovely audience felonious filth go out for a walk it'd be good for I you I did no you didn't you you've got what's-its all over you. You've got, you're you've right, got orange you. what's-its dust all over your mouth. and that's Kip what you chips lightly sorted. I've kind of stuck up a bit now. All right, boys and girls, thank you so much. We'll be back next week. I'm sure there'll be more as we approach the restart, whether it's a good idea or not a good idea uh, for the new season. And there'll be plenty of more Fighting Cock content happening. And really what I'm looking for, forward to is getting the podcast rolling again a couple of times a week or one time, once a week when we've got football to talk about, not at the expense of 10,000 old people, but if everything's safe, then it'd be great to talk about Spurs again. Even if... Actually, one more thing. Harry Kane has said he's fit. Son is back. That's Can, good shit, man. Mate, we yeah. can get into Champions League. Like, actually, a null and void season, if we're in the current sta- stages and, and, and things are what they are, wouldn't be good for us and maybe we could come back and smash everyone and finish in the top four then we'd be going yes fuck those old people fuck them 10,000 10,000 would you take like right now be honest guys 10,000 OAP deaths if Spurs got Champions League football next season mate I did that to in a corner <laughs> <laughs> alright and that we're done we're cancelled right. off this yeah beautiful alright and cheers Spook Cheers, T. Speak to you soon. Bye, brothers. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye.
wanna come and run it, but they're funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mummy. Ha ha, fighting cock and we don't give a shit. Everybody knows flat baits and prick. We can get a sticky in the mini sucking willy. When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli. Bye, bye. Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 